Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, June 24th, 2021. We have a deal. That's what President Biden announced at the White House driveway with a group of bipartisan senators as they finally reach a package on infrastructure. We'll discuss that, plus House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announces a select committee to investigate the January 6th insurrection. And finally, Vice President Harris announces a trip to the southern border. Is this damage control? In an exceedingly rare moment in modern Washington, D.C., President Biden, along with Democratic and Republican senators, announced a bipartisan agreement on infrastructure. Later in the day, President Biden took to the East Room in the White House to address Americans about the virtue of this bipartisan deal. Neither side got everything they wanted in this deal. That's what it means to compromise. A true bipartisan effort, breaking the ice that too often has kept us frozen in place, prevented us from solving the real problems facing the American people. The top line here, $1.2 trillion over eight years, and that includes $559 billion in new spending. It's clearly less than the initial $2.2 trillion Biden had proposed. Now, both Democrats and Republicans need to take this agreement and go back to their respective caucuses and actually sell it to the rank and file members. This is not a fait accompli. And the president made clear today that this is just the first piece. Republicans and this group did not want to go along with many of my family plan issues, the child care tax credits, the human infrastructure that I talk about. And uh, that we'll see what happens in a reconciliation bill in the budget process. If that uh, gets some compromise there, and if we can't, see if I can attract all the Democrats to a position that is there. But we're gonna, they're going to move in a dual track. As Democratic Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut said on CNN yesterday, this deal, well, it has 20 votes, but it doesn't have 60 yet. And, and that is the work ahead for President Biden, for Chuck Schumer, and for some of these Republican members of this bipartisan group, because they are going to have to deliver at least 10 Republicans in total. They have that many bought in here. But that math only works if all 50 Democrats stay on board. And some progressive Democratic senators are very concerned about just supporting this without some sort of guarantee that that larger piece of that human infrastructure, childcare, elderly care, other key priorities, is also seen on a glide path to becoming law. So there are still many hurdles to jump here before this becomes law. But don't let that fool you into thinking that today was not hugely consequential. Try to think in your mind the last time you saw a group of Democratic and Republican senators standing on the White House driveway, the president actually joining them to make this kind of an announcement. It's not the norm of how Washington has been operating of late. And perhaps this is a moment of promise for what the future can hold if our elected representatives and senators can actually start working together in some way for the benefit of all of the American people. And that symbolism, that important first step at working together was not lost on these senators that were part of the deal. Here's 
Susan Collins, a Maine Republican, and Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, a Democrat. It was essential to show the American people that we can work in a bipartisan way. Today, we are delivering. You know, there are many who say that bipartisanship is dead in Washington, D.C. and across this country. But this historic agreement today shows that when a group of people who are committed with shared values to solving the problems and challenges our country faces, we can use bipartisanship to solve these challenges. Now, here's what else matters today. Clearly, the infrastructure deal is not going to have the clouds part and rainbows appear everywhere over the nation's capital. There are still deep divisions in this town, and Nancy Pelosi made clear today that she is not backing down. At the Capitol today, she made it clear she is forming a select committee to investigate the insurrection. This morning, with great solemnity and sadness, I'm announcing that the House will be establishing a select committee on the January 6th insurrection. It is imperative that we establish the truth of that day and ensure that an attack of that kind cannot happen and that we root out the causes of it all. This comes, of course, after Republicans had blocked the formation of an independent bipartisan commission last month. The select committee will be charged with sort of corralling all the various House Democratic investigations into the events surrounding the deadly insurrection into a single effort to examine what led Donald Trump supporters to breach the Capitol and disrupt the certification of Joe Biden's November 2020 win. As Pelosi said, the committee will focus on two things. Yes, on the security of the Capitol complex and how to make sure that is fortified for any kind of future attack, but also at the root causes of the insurrection. And we know that one of the root causes of that insurrection was the big lie. And it was that big lie that his personal attorney at the time, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, was going to court to perpetuate, even though he knew it was a lie. And in fact, Giuliani's part in this effort of perpetuating the big lie, it's catching up with him. Today, a New York state court suspended him from practicing law. In the ruling, the judges said that Giuliani made, quote, demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts, lawmakers, and the public at large in his capacity as a lawyer for former President Trump. Quite a fall from grace for somebody who was once hailed as America's mayor. And finally today, Vice President Harris's office announced yesterday that she would be heading to the U.S.-Mexico border tomorrow when she's passing through El Paso, Texas. This, of course, comes after Vice President Harris had that debacle of an interview with Lester Holt of NBC News when she was pressed if she would be visiting the border and pressed on why she hadn't visited the border when, in fact, she's the person in charge of the immigration effort for the Biden administration. She had a terrible answer. And this is clearly part of the cleanup effort now to deal with an issue that Republicans continue to hammer away at when it comes to Vice President Harris. Harris's aides constantly take pains to say she's really only in charge of sort of the root cause of this, looking at the migration pattern from Central America, Honduras, El Salvador, into the southern U.S. border. But clearly, the administration needs a comprehensive approach to deal with the immigration problem. And part of that is getting control of the southern border. 
And that's what Vice President Harris is going to highlight on her trip, which follows a trip she made recently to Mexico and Central America. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.